0: Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes podcast I'm Harold as always you can follow us on social media tunes Tunes podcast that's t u n e s slash t o o n s we're on Twitter Instagram Facebook and then you can listen to us on Google play iTunes wherever you listen to your podcasts uh got Desiree in the house what up des what's up yo we sipping on these uh Vanessa house joints
1: yeah cream ale it's actually pretty delicious I'm not a bit a huge beer drinker. Um but, but I I think you can't um run away from that, uh being in from Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, well I uh when I was meeting with the guys, like when I was first like getting them as a sponsor, I tried the beer and I was like, Man, I'm glad I like the beer. Cause this shit would have been awkward if I didn't like
1: <laughs> this is, been, uh, real good it beer. It would have been <laughs> real terrible. <laughs> the beer was horrible. Shout out to Vanessa House. She sounds like a dope person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she got a whole street named after her. And a house. <laughs> nah, it's cool, uh so shout out to those guys at the beginning, you know, top of the hour we always do, but yeah, Desiree uh, we were just talking about earlier, um it's like one of those things we uh we seem to like know everyone mm-hmm. that the other one knows, but
1: I feel like you haven't
0: actually met each other,
1: yeah, I feel like if you're if you're in Oklahoma doing something, I feel like we all kind of hear about each other,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, now. you just kind of all like overlap, especially yeah. if you're doing stuff like mm-hmm. in. In any way related to the arts.
1: Mm -hmm. This Oklahoma for you, small.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, But we had a connection to someone else who's been on the podcast, Avery Wilson.
1: Yes, he's actually a really good friend of mine. Um, We actually became friends at a hip-hop show. I've known him before we actually talked, but one day we went to a hip-hop show, and he was there, and I was there. There was a lot of people there yet, and um, they were playing the Diplomats album. I forgot what album it was, but they play like... Every album on the song, damn. I mean, every song on every song on the album, and um, he rapped every word. What? And I was like, you know,
0: Harlem was in the house.
1: I think we should be friends. (laughs) I think I think we got a friendship here. I don't really know him that well. Child to diplomats.
0: (laughs) They, uh, I seen, I've I've seen some interviews with them, and you know, they talk about kind of being the uh, one of the groups that was able to really break out of like the Harlem curse you know because after mace like
1: there is a curse in harlem and it and it usually deals with corny people doing (laughs) a a lot of dancing it's serious like if you seriously know about harlem like late 90s early 2000s it was about dancing in harlem and who could invent like everybody invented the styles in harlem like pink and all kinds of different things but definitely known for corny rappers for sure (laughs)
0: Well, those guys were trying to break, kind of break that yeah, uh, cycle. Yeah, make it
1: cool. Yeah.
0: I and mean, Cameron. But, no, that's cool. Yeah, that sounds exactly like him because mm-hmm. I think we talked about uh, some of our favorite albums and I was talking to him about Come Home With Me, Cameron, uh-huh. and that was like one of the first CDs I ever actually bought with my own money. And so we just kind of went through our favorite tracks on that one and we were just like geeking out on that. <laughs>
1: I'm kind of embarrassed about like the first CDs I ever really? bought. What was it? <laughs> like... I was just like a little young here. Brad. Jesus Christ. I think I bought like Spice World or something. You might choke on your beer. Spice up your life. <laughs> I, I had like an allowance. I was like, I'm buying Spice World. Like I'm buying Spice It was... Hey, you got to start somewhere, right? I guess you do. Lord Jesus. <laughs>
0: uh. No, it's funny. Like the, uh, you know, you don't really... Like, when you're that age or whenever you're young, yeah. it's like you're kind of a product of what everyone around you is listening mm-hmm. to. You or know? whatever you,
1: your parents allow you yeah. to Yeah, and you haven't sure. really
0: developed your own taste. And then, you know, you get older, you start branching out a little mm-hmm. bit more and finding the things that you like and gravitating towards those. But that was kind of why I kind of gravitated towards that type of music because my brothers were always, like, listening to...
1: Anti-whatever that was. Yeah,
0: like, whatever... Just anything like uh like Sunday night slow jams, they listen to like Joe. Like oh. I listened to Joe when I was a kid and
1: your brothers was dating black women. They was
0: yeah. <laughs> they were he wasn't I have a. he's a half brother, but he's my brother, you know. But we had different dads and Anybody he's my listening he's, to
1: Joe is looking for some black like yeah. He's sure.
0: uh he his dad is Mexican, my dad's white. Mm. And so he's full blooded Mexican and he just He loved the ladies. I'll say that much. But he was like very much like in the Joe and like uh, Jaheim. Yeah. Oh
1: Lord, some maybe maybe some of the stuff that you said here. I know
0: you shout out to Tony, Tony, Tony on this. So
1: I love Tony, Tony, Tony. (laughs) But the thing is with Tony, Tony, Tony is it has to be with Raphael Sadiq. It is not Tony, Tony, Tony without them. And he left the group, so seeing them perform would be lackluster because.
0: 'Cause they're missing the integral piece.
1: They're missing Raphael Sadiq, the genius. Yeah. That he is. So he I think I think Tony 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 performed at the fairgrounds last year. I don't know why anybody would want to go see that without Raphael Sadiq. <laughs>
0: should've, just, should've just been Tony Tony. It was they're, just tone. They're down a tone <laughs> Tone Deaf, more like it.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. I couldn't imagine one of That's to go so funny,
0: that. like and it's funny when you hear like uh, when you see bands like that when, when one person leaves you're like, dang it but there's I'm like not the
1: lead singer. Yeah, now. you're like, like no, the band is over. Yeah, the you band guys are done. is done. <laughs> it's over.
0: <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah, shout out to Avery. It's funny that we both kind of knew him and didn't really know each other. Know, so nice. that always trips me out whenever I we think, know everyone. You know, I'm in
1: the music world. He's in design world. Yeah. So it's like sometimes we mix, sometimes we don't. Too. Yeah.
0: Well, I knew him just from a friend of mine was a uh, nominee, and that's where he was at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And I met N- Natalie from nominee at a party
0: oh okay cool mm-hmm. yeah she was awesome i i think i might have did i meet him that day we, there was like a uh there was a um it was like best of the city i can't remember what exactly the thing was it was at dunlop cotting downtown mm-hmm. and it was like top 10 artists of the year type of thing and natalie was at that i can't remember if avery was there or not though
1: hmm but I wonder i guess it. Depends i know on that i met her
0: at that but i know she met a million it depends people on
1: when it when it happened because he probably was there
0: yeah yeah but it was cool it was cool after i saw that he got hired because my friend um is callie she works at mm-hmm. she works at nominee i think she's the studio manager can't remember but
1: yep i love callie she uh
0: she had posted his thing about like his bio mm-hmm. and it was like uh He's designed things for TDE and Schoolboy. Q. I was he like, was "What like, the you fuck, gotta get him in here." Yeah, I was like, yeah. "I gotta get him
1: now." Like, this guy's awesome. I feel like I feel like I don't know, Avery's one of those guys that has a lot of stories. Um so we kind of like exchange stories all the time about things, crazy yeah. things like that.
0: It was when he you know, he really got into the details of like
1: what, what it ended I, up happening I, I, I and how, how it didn't I work out. To that yeah. I was and like my dang. name was brought up a couple times. Shout out to Avery. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, yeah, he's, you know, I feel like you guys are kind of cut from the same cloth because then you're like semi into the anime too, right?
1: I am. um, I got into, okay, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. The guy who makes like spirited, Jibby Uh, films. Miyazaki, yeah. Yes. So a lot of his films when I was in high school. Okay, cool, And I just like the, um, now that I'm older, I realized that I like the emotional the um, way that he drew and tells stories and um, the, the way that he used colorism a lot. And I borrowed a uh, spirit away from my friend and I never really, I never returned it. <laughs> <laughs> like I freaking love that movie. It is everything. <laughs> it is everything. It is good. It'll take you through all kinds of emotions. You feel like you in love and all kinds of stuff. That's
0: the staple like in his, that's like in his uh, catalog. That one's the one that everyone's like. It's amazing. That's the It's incredible.
1: Top. House Moving Castle is incredible.
0: Um, Shout out to Ponyo You put the, you shouted that I one love out, and I was Ponyo
1: like, what? for sure?" I always have a, uh, I always say a joke that if I, um, if I, if I ever won the lottery, I would get a house under the water, like Ponyo Daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go off, go uh, pull Cause, Atlantis on it,
1: because you know you gotta be hella rich to have a whole house yeah. in the sea, just like whatever. It's true. <laughs> I ain't gotta worry about nothing.
0: So, you kind of touched on some of the things that made those uh, stick out to you. Was there any other themes? Like, was it just like you just that kind of cuts through like all of his movies, know, now like that, that I'm tone? I thinking
1: about it. Um, he had a lot of women heroes in all his films, and that's commendable. He always had girls that like went through some terrible stuff and then like bossed up and took care of what they needed to take care of, especially in Spirit of because she went through a lot. <laughs> god and she was so kind, and that would never be me. I would never be like that would never be me. I would never be nice to no face after he just like ate up the whole building. No, you gotta go, you yeah, have to go, you're done, actually, throw up, and you're out. I don't care if you're lonely, you're not coming with me, so yeah, she was too nice. she was the big baby, she was just too damn nice, that baby was trash. <laughs> Every a lot of people were trash on that movie. Now I think.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the we we've touched on it in other episodes. That that's kind of like a couple of the themes that cut through a lot of his movies is that you see a lot of like the, you know, they are visually attractive. Like it still holds up. All the animation mm-hmm. looks great, but at the core, you know, there's like that struggle. It's either you know man versus man, man versus self, man versus nature, and
1: woman versus everything, in most of his movies. And
0: saying that, yeah. Like Flip it on. Even
1: in Kiki's delivery service, she bossed up. I just, I don't know. I never thought about it. Like, wow. Yeah, until
0: you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. There's it a true. lot
1: of women that just, like, do what they need to do in those movies. I always wanted to see how, um, like, drinking and drinking and how, like, it, how it works. Like, looking at movies like that with such uh, saturation of color and um, intention of color in, in the films. Um, it's a lot of people that don't look at that type of thing. They just go to movies and just like, that was good. And I'm like, no, that scene was blue for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> they were wearing a red dress for a reason. So I don't know. I always wonder what, um, how different brains work um, being inebriated. <laughs> 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 Watch certain movies.
0: Well, yeah, it's like you think, you know, what is the purpose of that? And you yeah. think there's like a deeper... thing behind it and
1: there always is especially for like ghibli films who you know they spend years illustrating it's never for no reason (laughs) you think they spend a year illustrating a movie for them to just throw green on it no
0: (laughs) no yeah i think it's you know very much like an animation like sometimes in movies like uh, live action movies uh you know they'll try to get it right and they'll they'll do multiple takes but at the end of the day like at some point, sometimes they have to settle for something. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, that's the best we're going to get. Yeah, like, have, we're like, running out of money. Situation. Like, we got to go. But with animation, it's like, you know, everything is there on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can literally redraw it. You can make
1: it. whatever, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, you got to think of it in that way, you it's know.
1: Everything's super intentional.
0: Yeah, the everything's yeah. there for a reason. Every, every frame is a painting is what a lot of my guests have said.
1: I seen somebody on Halloween dress up as No Face one time. And I thought it was so genius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of cosplays of it. I went to Wizard World uh-huh. uh last year and we saw some cosplays of it and a bunch of different things. I saw a lot of guys dressed as eleven from Stranger Things, <laughs> which I thought was kind of goofy, but
1: <laughs> I actually haven't watched Stranger Things. Oh really? I, I haven't. I know. I need to, but it is art, right. yeah. It was good. I don't know. Netflix series just seems so lackluster. It's yeah. like they don't have a true climax in none of their like Netflix series is yeah. interesting. Well, it's
0: getting real. It's getting really like saturated now, where like the ones that are actually really good are kind of um, catching some shit, just because like they're putting out so much uh-huh. content. Which I read, Overall, I think they did like they've invested like seventeen billion dollars or something in, crazy in creating in new, a creating original like oh my God. content. And so it's like, God damn. And so they're just like blowing that shit out. And so, well, that's just with anything. You know, you start churning out like at that level, the quality starts going down. I feel like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. Maybe they, I feel like they're using some of the same writers or something. I don't know. I just feel like I never want to finish a season of things that I watch on Netflix. Like an original? Yeah. Like I don't have the urge to be like, (laughs) ah.
0: I feel you. There's especially like, um, well, just anything with me just because I have so many shows now. Like, I'll have guests come on and give me like one or two shows. And like, I'm like 15 guests in now. So I'm like, this is like 30 shows that people have told (laughs) me to watch (laughs) that I've never heard of. And I'm like, shit.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And so that's
0: tough. I try to give everything like one or two episodes or three episodes. But it's so hard to know. Like, what if something really good happens in the fifth episode and I didn't make it there or something? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like... I feel like I don't want to give up on them, but I'm like, there's literally no way I can watch this, this many <laughs> shows. Like I'd be watching shows all day.
1: Yeah, you would. But you know, shout out to sit down jobs. Boom. <laughs> like, what are you doing over there? Why are you laughing? I don't know.
0: <laughs> this design's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I've, I've like sometimes I'll listen to podcasts while I'm at work, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I got to stop doing that because like I listen to there's one podcast I listen to It's called Boys Podcast. And it's so actually a guy I went to uh, UCO with, Robbie and his friend Josh, um, they started this podcast. It's like a nostalgia. So they talk about mm-hmm. like growing up and they cracked me the shit up.
1: Yeah. And like, I'll
0: just be I've like dying laughing at my dad. I've desk. in trouble at
1: work for laughing too loud. I listen to like, a, <laughs> a podcast called Horrible Decisions. And it's not called ho- Horrible Decisions, it's called horror.
0: Oh, like W-H-O-R-E. Yeah,
1: a bold decision. Damn. So I definitely laugh a Damn. lot listening to that. If you want to listen to something risque. Oh, shit. I de- I would NSFW.
0: Uh- yeah. Nah, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not PG, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, it, it's funny because it feels like, um, you know, I always kind of, self-deprecate on myself I mm-hmm. guess because I always say I'm like the basic bitch anime fan like, <laughs> I really did I mean like I was like into like the basic things yeah. that were like on Toonami and so it's interesting to see where Toonami I've gotten now has
1: has been our gateway drug for a while though. oh yeah definitely Shout out child Toonami
0: but I saw that you were a uh,
1: Obviously, like DBZ is one. Yes, was that absolutely. just like a
0: tsunami? like you got home and that was what was on or what? You
1: know, I didn't get into it till, till later. I think because I, no, I have an annoying older brother. Um, So I kind of just didn't want to do what he was doing, even though I did a lot of things. He did like, you know, go to wrestling matches and write, you know, Stone Cold 316 on poster boards and, what? <laughs> and pull up. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I never was into DBZ until I got older and I watched it myself. And I was addicted to the Cell series.
0: Oh man, that was a good addicted. saga. Yeah, addicted.
1: I watched it like I didn't know what was going to happen <laughs> every time I watched it. Like Goku, like I didn't get know what's going to happen. Get up! I know you're going to get up, but just get up. Like you take
0: it too long.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is I'm like talking. This is my older self that I'm saying I watched this. Um, but yeah, DBZ's epic.
0: Well, I feel like that's funny because that's one. It's just one that's easy to watch, you even know what I mean? Like and the, there's so much of it. I
1: got addicted to it. I even started watching the shitty movies that had the shitty, um, like rock music. Yeah, the
0: yeah, Return of Cooler and shit like that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh,
0: Which I yes. don't know if those are canon, but hey, we'll watch them anyway. It's I'll funny, like it. people like you'll put that shit out and people will watch it, like eat that I shit will. up just because it's Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, let me watch that.
1: I will watch it.
0: But that's one that that's one that comes up every time and I think it's just one that's it's just an just, easy watch. Yeah, it's
1: like, you know, it's the noob.
0: Yeah, that's true. The anime. basic bitch. That's what yeah. I'm always saying. Like that's the basic bitch intro.
1: But I know that Wakana was saying that she didn't like um the studio Ghibli Films that much. Yeah. She, she watched she, she watched a lot of guy animes or yeah. whatever. I'm like, no, <laughs> They need love. Yeah. They're everything to me. They were everything. She did say that.
0: She was one, I think the 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 one that was like some crazy one with like a girl that had like a magical ribbon or something uh-huh. where like some of those get into the territory where I'm like, fucking that shit is weird. Like <laughs> I will never watch that. Yeah. And so I'm like, what There's are you talking about? a couple
1: weird animes out. <laughs> and what's funny is Avery loves this one card. I'm surprised he didn't talk about it. That makes no sense. It's like a bunch of cartoons that get locked in prison and have to like, fight their way out really he made me watch it I don't remember what it's called but he made me watch it one time and I was like what the hell (laughs) is going on was it an anime huh
0: was it an anime I think
1: so I think it originally was that is if not it was definitely based it was like based on anime huh you know, like it kind of th- like the Boondocks you Yeah,
0: know. might have to hit him up about that here in a little bit.
1: Yeah, you have to ask him because I remember the cartoon and dude pulled out his arm and it ended up being like an automatic weapon. It was just what? weird. It was super Some weird. Tarantino type. But it shit. was com- it was it was comedic. It was weird.
0: Huh. Well, yeah some of those are like one it's like it sometimes it feels like it's extremes like dbz is like every like common trope that's mm-hmm. in a show like that you could possibly have
1: but and then these
0: other like, ones are just like what the fuck is going on like mm-hmm. there's like <laughs> two extremes well, Then you
1: see like things that we consider new like akira or um, dbz and realize how many things are even cowboy bebop how many things like branch from that I don't know if it's like it's true. every trope, or is it just like this was the standard. Yeah, like that.
0: Those things are like the benchmark, yeah. like example like of what it is. Animes yeah. How many have that
1: cool ass motorcycle with the cool ass red jacket? Hey, a lot of them. Shout out
0: to Akira. Shout out to Akira. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's cool. Like, in it was almost. Um, I don't know if you watch Ready Player One, but. There was a. I
1: want to watch that so bad. The way people describe it, it's pretty dope. Sounds like I need to be there.
0: Um, This doesn't spoil anything, but there's like a girl that rides a motorcycle, Uh and it's like that's looks like the Akira (laughs) shit. It was like a mix of like the Akira Mm -hmm. and like Tron, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, oh "Oh, shit! And Mm -hmm. so there's like some there's definitely some like anime inspiration in that movie. So I was like geeking out hardcore when I was watching that. I need to watch it then. It's pretty good, but yeah, we were talking earlier about Akira. It was just like that is a benchmark one too and like you never know what the fuck's going on in the movie sh- i watched movie. that
1: movie a hundred times and i remember the first time i watched it i had a boyfriend we watched it together and he <laughs> was like that was the greatest shit i ever seen and me and him were both like i don't know what's going on yeah. you got babies and dreams floating and so
0: crazy i
1: mean <sighs> which one's akira
0: <laughs> is akira showing up <laughs>
1: Next, you know, his arm is growing with veins, and you're like, How did we get here?
0: I know. It's so, it's like you start (laughs) in one place. It's just like kid gangs. They're just like, Obviously, the the bad kids.
1: And And then
0: it's like, What the fuck? Like, how did we get here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand.
0: That's funny. Well, Legend of Korra was one that you said that you're a fan of, and that one's come up a bunch of times too. Legend
1: of Korra, the writer for that, actually helped work on the Boondocks as well. Oh. Um,
0: Tied to the Boondocks,
1: yeah. But freaking Legend of Korra, whoever wrote that knew how to emotionally get people, like grown-ups, to feel something. Hit you in the feels, because oh my god, <laughs> I used to be like filled with tears, like watching a cartoon. Like, uh, like Korra has to figure this out, and she got to kill these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> she has to. Like, I've never that's what got to I'll happen. Ever have my had an emotional response to a cartoon like that before at all? The one, yeah. Like,
0: was that the original one?
1: The original.
0: It was on the, Nickelodeon, right? Yeah,
1: it was on Nicktoons.
0: That's what it was.
1: And I think I watched like the first two seasons. So, yeah.
0: I don't even remember. How many did they get into? I think
1: they had like four seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I kind of, yeah. Sometimes I fall off of those too. Like I've watched uh, that panel. You mentioned the panel we did earlier, uh, the My Hero Academia one.
1: Once again, we have a female hero too. Sounds yeah. interesting. <laughs>
0: There you go. It's a lot of. It's a common theme coming anime. up in years. Maybe
1: I'll have my future daughter make <laughs> sure she watch anime. So it's, it's a lot of representation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, I was saying the My Hero Academia. Like, I like that show, but I just like haven't <laughs> like caught up. I ha- I it's like on season that. three now, and I'm like, I barely finished season one.
1: Shout out to DVRs.
0: I know. I need to get and a couple of my buddies have sent me their uh their logins to like Crunchyroll and shit like uh-huh. that, and I'm like, God bless.
1: <laughs> I literally I, There's a lot of Animes on Daily Motion
0: Oh yeah That's true it's a whole lot I need to peep those Watching mm-hmm. for free there Free 99
1: Free 99
0: <laughs> um, The other one That you mentioned That kind of made me laugh Was Beast Wars Just because that shit Don't hold up It don't <laughs> But
1: <laughs> Like so bad should, now uh, Okay so My I have older brother I don't have any other siblings So a lot of things That I do Is because of him he was so into Beast Wars, and it is so trash.
0: It really is
1: animation wise, right?
0: That shit does not hold literally up. Literally
1: two years ago, two years ago, I bought the season <laughs> for him <laughs> at Christmas, and he is thirty, and he has never been so excited in his life.
0: My God, did like, it? Like, did you crush his dreams when he watched it? Though, no.
1: I asked the dude. I went to where did I go? Uh, Venture stock. Oh, I nice. Said, Will I still enjoy this? He was like, I think you will.
0: <laughs> you fucking liar.
1: <laughs> well, he's just trying to get that sale. My brother was very excited to have it. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I have a grown 30 year old man, and I remember him being so excited to watch it and buy the toys and transform them. So, yes, Beast Wars. Shout out to my brother.
0: Man, that was, um, it really, I mean, like when you're watching it, because I, I think it came on like real early. So like you watch it, it in the morning like it before did. school. It was
1: right before school. Right. Yes. Like before Ghostbusters used, came on. Oh
0: <laughs> shit. I forgot about that cartoon. Um but yeah, I would watch that too and I was just like into the shit. Beast Wars I was just like, this is my shit. It used to
1: be riled up, but it's, but it's nostalgia. It may be trash now, but it's you true. know, nostalgia.
0: That was the same thing that the same way I felt with a a show called Big Big Bad Beetleborgs.
1: Huh? I remember. It, it sounds was like familiar. A, it was
0: like a knockoff of Power Rangers. Okay. But I went and tried to watch watch it back because they put it on Netflix. Mm. I was like, oh shit, Beetleborgs is on here. <laughs> And, like, I literally couldn't even get like a couple minutes in. I I was like, this is fucking trash.
1: You know, think about all the things we used to watch when we were kids Samurai Pizza Cats. I remember that. I used to watch shit out of that.
0: Swat Cats is what I remember. And I remember Gargoyles. Bananas in
1: pajamas.
0: Oh, man. That's a throwback right there. They used to scare me.
1: Why were we watching grown people in banana costumes? (laughs) In pajamas well, around It was a kids show That they put out right First of all That is indecent exposure They're male bananas I ain't with trying With pajama see a banana. pants on and, and hope No It's disgusting <laughs> You should go indecent To the grocery exposure. store well, They had and their peels on <laughs> <laughs> Grocery store banana heads, Lord Jesus! Shout out to cartoons <laughs> that made no sense.
0: Why was that? Like that was like a kid show though. It was like who thought of that premise? Like we should get these giant ass bananas.
1: You know that you know. And that rhymes did some with pajamas. Field studies. They had some little kids in the rooms. there they would you know field pay attention. Studies, they probably did. They did. <laughs> yeah, I sat that movie up in a couple of daycares. <laughs> The kids they love it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. We're gonna make to millions. That, All we have
0: to do is put fruit and pajamas. <laughs> it's just popping off. Yeah, the wildest. Oh my god. Um, that's funny. Well, the uh, the show that you were like. Made sure that we talked about the boondocks. The boondocks, it's so good. I uh, it is so it's crazy risky. <laughs> I know. I just texted you the other day because I watched the Martin Luther King episode,
1: which is the one of the riskiest I know. episodes, and I was like,
0: Holy shit, I can't believe they like played this on Cartoon Network.
1: It's it's amazing because you ever listen, you ever go back and watch something and you think, Oh, this came out at the right time because yeah. If it would have come out today. It oh, would've, that would have
0: never flown. It, it
1: would have had three episodes. It would have been Marches. It would have been, <laughs> <would've> been Marches. It would have been Marches <laughs> at the Cartoon Network headquarters in Atlanta, wherever it is. I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah. It would have been It would have been over. It would have been over. Oh, yeah. They Aaron been... Magruder, though, had worked for like four years trying to get that picked up. Wow. He was, he was doing a comic strip and he didn't think people cared about it until when he didn't do it
0: and everybody's like where the fuck did it yeah, go he
1: did a comic strip in like a newspaper and then he ended up moving to the source which is a huge hip-hop platform yeah and um yeah he didn't think people cared about it and then he found out people did so he started writing a pilot for it it took a uh, forever to get picked up yeah yeah
0: well yeah, he did i mean he's like a man of many talents he also wrote Bo- birth of a nation like he was a a writer in his own right like
1: yeah he's
0: <laughs> if, pardon the pun <laughs> <laughs> no but he just like he did. he did so much yeah. like i didn't even yeah. know he worked for the source so i was like
1: what well he he wrote he wrote the comic strip in the source oh yeah. okay
0: see i didn't realize that but yeah it's funny like and even like the cast like you can see so much influence like from the culture and just regina king plays both both brothers
1: and, yeah it's funny though riley and huey are both played by her and they were gonna get separate people to do it um She's but, great, though. Yeah, but I th- they said that they felt more connected since they were um, by the same person. Like, they felt f- related.
0: Well, if you feel like she can really, like, you know, just drive it home because, you know, it's inside of her. It's like, she really her. feels it. She
1: said that um, Riley was the funnest to play. I bet. Because was acting a fool. Fu- fulfilling. <laughs> well, it-
0: Huey's like that, you know, just you think about it. And it's the split of the characters, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the polarity of it. Because Huey's very much like the intellectual, like the moral compass.
1: And um speaking of anime, Aaron Magruder really loves Samurai Champloo. Yeah,
0: you can see I think you see that influence a yeah, lot.
1: Yeah, on the two people in um Samurai Champloo, they supposedly are just like Hughie and Riley, and how they bicker with each other and fight with each other. Yeah,
0: I think that's kind of one of those. Um, it's not like a corny thing or like a played out trope, but it, it's just a solid. Uh,
1: I think it's plot a, point. You yeah, know what I mean? I like the like the
0: the duality of the, the brothers, duality,
1: and well, I but people would call uh, righteous versus ratchet.
0: <laughs> that's true. I mean, <laughs> it's
1: it's, it's that's that it. in real life. Like even if you look at them um, physically. Riley um has his braids which kind of are a symbol of like in the black community as like assimilation or conformity Mm -hmm. or doing something that um non-black people will ask what's going on with your hair you know if I were to wear my fro I'd probably get way more comments and um something about wearing your fro is very free which is a lot what Huey was four is why he had a fro it's kind of the natural and he
0: was very much like the free-flowing like the uh Uh you know that that kind of character like he was definitely was really yeah definitely
1: proud to be black and standing all his uh opinions yeah (laughs) And
0: then his brother's just acting a donkey. <laughs> he is so was crazy. He was
1: like, he's like the inside of what we really want to do. Like, wow, outside. Yeah, well, he yeah. almost
0: was. Like, the yeah. uh, the you know, the right thing that you're supposed to do was Huey. Yeah. And then Riley's just like the that. The
1: righteous thing you're supposed to do. And
0: then, yeah. And then Riley's just like that. Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to yeah. like get gangster on everyone yeah. and fuck everything. I'm going to be everything they thought I was, I'm supposed to be, basically. But the cast, even like, there's so many connections with the cast. Like, Regina King was in friday mm-hmm. and so was uh john witherspoon
1: john witherspoon and he john witherspoon makes a lot of um uh comments throughout the throughout all of the seasons about friday um there's some and uh, yeah some easter eggs there
0: <laughs> nice cube
1: and what's funny is john witherspoon <laughs> i think he, he um he impro- improv a lot of his scenes yeah a lot like of a lot of lines and stuff almost all of his lines yeah. yeah they thought he was just how he felt was just like true to the
0: i think he did he literally played Willie jones like <laughs> i think he did i, I think there's even a scene i can't remember what episode but where he's like in the bathroom uh-huh. he's like
1: spraying and i'm <laughs> like that is so Willie jones and He literally says 35 45 minutes when he walks out nobody going there for 35, about 35 45, 45, 45 minutes, minutes. <laughs>
0: well that is just such a client and then regina king was in um Boys in the Hood too, so we yeah. just watched that at the Tower not long ago. She
1: was with Ice. So, but it. she's in a
0: lot of stuff, like a lot of those '90s ones. Higher she's, Learning, uh, or uh, definitely yeah, well poetic known, justice. Black
1: actress, black film. Um, she, I think she even directed a couple things. So yeah,
0: many talents.
1: Yeah, I think she. I think she directed some stuff that came on ABC. So yeah,
0: um, but yeah, I just remember. When I first heard that she did both, I was just like,
1: what? Woman this is both. crazy. Yeah. She needs to do more voices, voiceovers.
0: She is funny. And she is really good. She is so good and like her part is so small in Boys in the Hood. But it's just it's, funny. It's, but it's memorable. Yeah, whenever uh one scene is whenever um it's uh Doughboys when he gets out of prison, mm-hmm. his party mm-hmm. and they're uh everybody's the like googling over him. He got a boyfriend or he got a girlfriend. <laughs>
1: Did you, were you here when they played? Yeah, that? I was here. here. I, was I here? I was here.
0: Oh, uh, okay. When we didn't. See, like didn't we didn't even know. We didn't even know. That's crazy. That. Yeah. But I was, I was dying laughing just because she's like, that's so like the attitude, you know? Yeah. I mean, she just, she's like, yeah. Should and I, then she just laughs and like
1: gives like. boys in the hood. Yeah. John Singleton did that movie with no money. A and lot then, of the people that were there were just there. They weren't paid extras.
0: That's crazy. They were just living their life.
1: (laughs) They just came through, came through for the party. Um, What
0: was the other scene that she cracks me up in? When she finishes the 40 on the porch, it's such a small scene, but he's just like, you better walk your ass to the store with that. (laughs) That shit cracks me up every time. That is such a funny scene. It's just like such a small part. Just because she dusts that 40 it's And funny. he's like You better walk when your it's ass It's funny how you
1: watch Boys in a Hood And like the, I think the first time You watch it Nobody laughs But the You watch it a couple more times You start laughing more I think it's so this serious funny <laughs> I feel like it's so serious At some point And then it's like
0: I think it, I mean, it's just an accurate description of what it's like to grow up grow in up an place. area like yeah. that.
1: In California.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Isn't just it? even like on the smaller scale, like I grew up down on the South Side, you know? And it's just like, you know, it. there's parties, there's, it's you know, there's parties. there's And you know people that get killed. And it's just like, this is crazy. I feel like
1: the more ethnic the neighborhood is, the more black parties you're going to have for
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood. We I love
1: black parties.
0: Yeah, so I live off of like, Southwest 29th and Agnew mm-hmm. like that area kind of by Griders anyone that knows Southside knows Griders so I'll just say that as I a landmark
1: to, I grew up um, on the east side
0: okay over yeah. here by the capital.
1: Uh yeah kind of closer to I-35 but oh, yeah okay.
0: but it's just funny like when you see that is literally like shows like this and then movies like Boys in the Hood are literally like slice of life you know mm-hmm. what I mean it, it's like what it's like to look into a neighborhood and to a way of life for like a day Mm -hmm. and i think he like john singleton like really captures what it's like like it's so accurate
1: yeah it's interesting too like the timing and they and the fact that it was about four seasons it still blows my mind because like to like um adult swim still had a very young viewership age and it was some wild stuff going on.
0: I know. <laughs> I remember watching it like, like when wild. when it was, it was on. Like, I watched it and I was just like, "Oh, this like, is a have you ever went crazy back and watched show. Rush Hour? Yeah,
1: it is so <laughs> politically incorrect. <laughs> have mercy.
0: Well, they have a freaking Shout out to my
1: Asian community. Jackie Chan
0: out cussing people out and getting his <laughs> and, ass kicked. And,
1: yeah, <laughs> and having racial slurs thrown at him for however. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe we used to watch this and just, like, not even think. Not even think
0: about it. Yeah. And it's so crazy, like, how different it is now. But I think there's a lot of weight to what you said. Like, the boondocks would not fly now. It would would
1: never. And it's funny because I did get three episodes pulled. Um, Was uh, one
0: of them the MLK episode?
1: No, it was the Oprah episode. Sony pulled that one. Oh,
0: the Tyler Perry episode, wasn't it? it,
1: When (laughs) it... He was no. It wasn't that episode where Tyler Perry was pissed about that. That's episode. what. Okay,
0: yeah, he got mad about it.
1: Yes, he was pissed. <laughs> Super pissed. I can't so imagine why. They even like he was so pissed that they had pushed the uh, um, because they had did like a trailer for the new season and they showed that um that episode like part of it. Yeah, and they pushed the episode halfway back
0: what the season. just because of him like complaining about they it
1: changed the name of the guy to sound less like tyler perry um because <laughs> you know they kind of mimic names yeah. on there to not so that it didn't get so much flack but um that shit was, was so risky though <laughs> where they were trying to um they were trying to rob uh oprah or kidnap oprah and, and they actually opened up the door and it ended up being um bill cosby <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Yeah, it
1: was. Uh, That's
0: super relevant.
1: Yeah, it was Jen and Ed that were played by Charlie Murphy and Samuel Jackson. You Remember, <laughs> which is wild because because Charlie Samuel Murphy. Jackson and Charlie Murphy Murphy have the blackest voices you've ever heard <laughs> in your life, and those guys were hella white, which is hilarious. Well, I think it's just he.
0: They just Magruder Aaron Magruder like is just so good about doing like that because like you if you have guys like that in an episode you exp- you like you kind of think you know what's yeah. going to happen and they do the exact opposite you like yeah. fuck flip it on his head.
1: <laughs> Riley was out hanging out with them doing bad stuff which he did a <laughs> lot in the first season. He did a whole lot of that hanging out with <laughs> Jen and Ed and uh yeah, he was they were robbing people and they thought about Rob and Oprah, and they go up to their studio, and Bill Cosby's in there, and whoever played Bill Cosby's voice, it was um, he, Bill Cosby, the hell out of that. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Um, I thought I had a note about it.
0: Uh, the same guy that plays uh, Uncle Ruckus, I thought.
1: Really? I think he was yeah, the same because he that. does,
0: um, I can't think of the actor's name, but he uh, he does Bill Cosby a lot in Family Guy, I read. Uh, I was reading about it. Like when they when they have Bill Cosby on Family Guy, he's the one that does the voice. Uh-huh. And so I was pretty sure it was the same guy that did Uncle Ruckus.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Because um, the guy who does this Uncle crazy Ruckus ass. committed <laughs> in more ways than one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's layers to that. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, but it's just, you know, do you feel like it's something like that, like a, that it's such a slice of life and that it's truer to reality than we like to admit? Do you think that's kind of what st- makes that show stick out to you?
1: I think the thing that makes it stick out to me is that I watched it and I was like, okay, I'm black. So I understand everything that's going okay, on. Okay, I'm black. <laughs> No, but, like, <laughs> me being black is, like, a thing Because it's a very black show Like, I understand everything that's going on And then I, like, watch it in my home And I go outside, and I'm like Wait, they understood everything that was going on? I, I don't, I, like, it was hard for me to believe Like, you really understand the episode when, when, uh, Huey's friend Had turned Muslim And he went to go see him And he was trying to say, Aslam alaikum And he said, like, eggs, cheese, and bacon Or something oh like my that
0: God,
1: <laughs> And, uh I, it's just interesting, man. He asked, "Where's your capri pants? Where's your sandals? You ain't Where's real capri pants." He, was, he, I guess he, he assumed he was going to be dressed like Eric Benet or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Eric Benet is always ready to go through the airport. That's how his outfits look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think it is. There's a lot to to say that it's like, like you know, very much a slice of life. Yeah. I just keep going back to that because Eric it's so Ruter, true. Yeah,
1: he was just like unapologetically like black. And yet people were still, like, catching up. Even though I think there's things like the Martin Luther King episode.
0: Oh, my God. I wanted to talk about that one because it's so
1: crazy.
0: What a crazy concept that was. But
1: like, Okay, so me and my African-American mind, I think something like, what would he actually be if he was still here? He would probably be, sadly, a watered-down version of what our civil rights leaders kind of are. Kind of on CNN doing whatever like uh, Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, um, and I, but people I say the same thing about like Tupac he'd probably be acting by now. We
0: were <laughs> we were talking to, I talked to friends about that all the time. we were like, like Tupac, would Tupac he, he be doing, doing like, like the halftime show and like doing, doing terrible movies
1: with Ice Cube yeah. and everybody else? Ice like, Cube. <laughs> like what was what else is what everybody's doing that Snoop Dog? Everybody's you know soul playing like. Well, there's what nothing else would they be doing. There's
0: nothing cool about a 60 year old gangster. <laughs> like like.
1: <laughs> Tupac would still not be making really great rap music. I don't think so. Cause it's just nobody that was back there doing rap music is still putting out really great rap albums today. So I think he would have found multiple ways to get money for sure.
0: I think about that a lot with like a lot of the people. It's like, man, that like, pass. yeah, did that. That was like, cause you can, there's a lot of things you can change, like link back to you know that moment in history and martin luther king getting killed integral yeah like to the civil rights you ever talked to
1: jb he has an interesting theory on like a lot of celebrities and how some of them should have i know it sounds sad (laughs) but the way he explains it sounds better but should have passed away or didn't pass away soon enough so that their legacy could be greater no i think that's
0: very true like they you know it's it's like what you said like they're just they get to where they're just like a watered down version of themselves. Yeah.
1: Of what, what you th- what your parents saw or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. His theories are interesting. He's like Prince. And he was like, Michael Jackson should have passed away a long time ago. He's a great guy, but he could have outlived his scandals and stuff like that. You know,
0: he's not wrong. I mean, yeah. that's true.
1: It's interesting.
0: It's something about like that. Uh, you know, like you said, the legacy, like the, the thought, putting the thought in people's heads that there was still more to come. Uh huh and then what could have been Mm -hmm. and so that almost what it gives you like that meteoric like persona like people are like oh man he's still going up (laughs) if he was still here he'd still be killing it
1: (laughs) like who was still killing it from back then exactly not a lot but yeah that i think that was a defining episode for sure i think al sharpton said that that it was he hated the episode actually thought it was horrible (laughs) It was, I was,
0: I remember watching it and and being a kid and being like, man, like, this is crazy. (laughs) Like, why is this, like, who thought of this?
1: But what's funny is all black people have thought of that. Like, what? like. what if if? if, yeah what if M O K just like comes back (laughs) or what if Tupac's in Cuba like we all think we we like we all say oh you know Tupac's really dead but we all have thought about like what if Tupac is in Cuba what if he did fake his own death (laughs) that's smart yeah get out of this (laughs) shithole right
0: (laughs) uh was there any other episodes that you thought were just like you know kind of the go-to my like-
1: favorite episodes i have notes um i like that i like the stink meaner episode uh it's more of, than an episode than it is like a saga that they carry throughout all four seasons um stink meaner is a older guy that pops i say i still call him pop but grandpa got into it with outside of his house and he was just this really angry black guy that wanted to beat. Um, grandpa's ass every time he saw him so the first episode, it's like his rival yeah yeah so like i think like the first season they got in a fight grandpa killed them the second season he came back and then like the third season something else happened and in the fourth season he came back at somebody else's body no the third season he came back at somebody else's body the fourth season they had a boxing match for the last fight they were gonna have <laughs> but there's very there's something very Kung Fu and um, Samurai shampoo about the fight scenes that they do oh definitely um, well the
0: animation the animation for is sure. very much reminiscent actually, of anime in,
1: um, Samurai shampoo and the Boondocks have very similar intros uh, like visually their intros mm-hmm. and the fact that they both love uh, like the lo-fi hip-hop music yeah. and the intros was yeah Aaron Magruder definitely loves that and anime and I didn't get through it enough that I would like to, um, I want to look, I want definitely want to finish watching it. It seems very awesome. And it has like all hip hop soundtrack.
0: It's definitely different. I love, that's one of the things that, you know, I like to talk to guests about is that, you know, with animators, literally something for everyone. Yeah. With animation, really there's something for everyone.
1: I think also if you're ever looking for people to be on the podcast, hip hop producers, Love anime more than anybody that I've ever met. That's in That's true. Life. I've actually heard that.
0: Um, there. I mean, there's guys like uh, like Thundercat, uh-huh. uh, even Flying like, Lotus, even
1: like local. Oh yeah, yeah. Y- even local guys, but like they freaking yeah. love anime.
0: Shout out to Flying Lotus. Jay is probably freaking out right now. <laughs> Producer is a huge fan of the uh, or the uh, engineer uh, of the show is a huge fan of Flying of, Lotus.
1: Oh uh, yeah, and um, I like this st- this thing. Meaner because it. Not only was it, you know, very true to anime and animation, um, it kind of showed, like, um, things that we are used to, like watching Marvel Comics or DC Comics, where they have a villain that doesn't really die, and they keep having to fight him. It's very similar to that, which is, like, different from, like, the storyline that they had throughout both all the seasons. Um, I like the fact that they kept fighting, and... Even though Steve Mears died, he didn't actually die. He kept yeah. coming back. <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty it's a show. I feel like it's, that's yeah, it's, it's still a, a cartoon. It's, <laughs> it's always the it's always the faux pas of like a true superhero villain car, villain cartoon is to have like the actual villain die. You can't you yeah. can't die. Yeah, you he, can't, has to, yeah. he has to go to jail and break out. So it he can can't fight be, your yeah. ass tomorrow. Like It can't be that it, easy. Yeah. <laughs> um the Tyler Perry episode <laughs> and of course the Oprah episode. Um, The R. Kelly episode. Oh
0: my God. I forgot (laughs) about that one. How did I forget about that one? I don't know. I'm not sure. That is so crazy. And it's crazy how many of those things like. Are still true. Yes. Around today. And how like how we're still talking about like the Cosby thing even like Uh, shit. God. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Freaking, R. freaking Kelly. Um, I
0: remember when the, everything came out about him and like his like sex ring or whatever he was running. Out, I was like, God damn!
1: And the fact that Aaron Magruder had a personal beef with the executive producers and owners of BET. So uh, the two episodes about BET that he had, the one where um, Riley uh, decides to go on a hunger strike. No, here he decides to go on a hunger strike. Um, and He meets like Silo, who's like doctor, who's like a pastor, a televangelist, God. or whatever. <laughs> in the Uncle Ruckus reality TV show he painted Deborah Lee who's the owner of BT in a terrible light and she got both of those episodes taken off Oh on TV shit. yeah okay it was dang yeah. well there's so
0: many layers to it like as a kid, you wouldn't even have known that this shit was going on. And yeah, then you hear now, later no, that... You can go yeah. watch all
1: the episodes on the internet, but they never showed on TV. But then you're like, her. shit,
0: this stuff was all going on behind the scenes. Like, yeah. you think it's just a TV show. And then like, there's all this shit going on that you had no idea about. That's so crazy.
1: Yeah. Um He painted Deborah. If you watch it, Deborah Lee is like, like she has like this evil laugh, kind of like the Grinch a little bit. <laughs> he like made her like look crazy. Like an evil villain. Yeah, like for real, for real. God. And then like the fourth season, he didn't write. Aaron Magruder didn't write it. Um, there was an a ongoing theme on the fourth season, which that wasn't happening in any of the other seasons, which I thought was very interesting. Mm. That Pops was broke. Grandpa was broke the fourth season. So every episode was about him being broke. He sold his house. Um, and he sold his self away to the guy who owned the house or the neighborhood. And they had the freedom. Did you ever you ever watch the Freedom um Freedom Land? I think is it called Freedom Land, where they had like the slave amusement park?
0: Yes. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Cause, that's because
1: grandpa was broke and he sold his self. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it was like an ongoing theme in the fourth episode. He met the Kardashians Tried to get some money, that's one episode.
0: Um, ma'am, see he tried
1: to sell his self. top tried to sell his body uh in nursing homes and webs
0: <laughs> fucking crazy. I feel like it was
1: less <laughs> about like pop culture in the last season and more about like an actual storyline yeah, um which i which I, is kind of a
0: nice think, change,
1: yeah, I think it was a nice change, but I don't think people liked it yeah I think I think once you say Amaergru is not a part, of, nobody's like I don't fuck yeah with <laughs> I don't care anymore, so. It's always interesting.
0: Well, it's like Rafael Sadiq
1: left. Exactly. That's what happened. Exactly. It's a tone. It's, a, yeah. it's not Tony. It's tone deaf now.
0: <laughs> I think I said that joke earlier. I'm sorry if I'm reusing jokes, guys. God damn it.
1: It's funny. Forgive Recycling me.
0: my shit. <laughs> no, that's funny. And yeah, that's definitely... I love that you wanted to talk about that show because it's one that really hasn't come up.
1: I am happy to have rewatched all the episodes. It makes me think about a lot now.
0: Well, especially rewatching them and then seeing, like you said earlier, like how much of the shit's still going on you're like, fuck, this is still relevant.
1: And I'd say that um the Boondocks did a lot for hip hop, um, while they were out. They put out mixtapes as well as let like had a lot of hip hop songs be played throughout the show. They had their own mixtapes. Um I think it helped Adult Swim getting more into music and pushing music artists. Like even JB was on the fourth um, mixtape that they put out for the last season. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yep. He had a song called Solar System um, on the last mixtape called Boondocks a Hip Hop Doctrine. Um, but a lot of people that have gotten Grammys now, that have blown up, gotten signed, um, they weren't signed then. They were definitely looking for up-and-coming talent. Yeah. There is one mixtape. Um, third season, they put out two mixtapes. That is produced, executive produced by Ninth Wonder. You could tell. Oh yeah. So and you just hosted that thing with them, right? Uh, or you judge
0: the uh, I the I contest? Judged,
1: uh, uh, yeah, with him. He was sitting. I saw really that. Close that to had to have been. It was nuts. Yeah, you. <laughs> I would have been. So he had a lot of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Justice League, Justice League people on one of the mixtapes, which is pretty epic. I think that catapulted, um, I think Ninth Wonder executive producing and the fact that the Boondocks were together catapulted them to do the last um, mixtape, which had a lot of more well known people on it um, than usual. So if you guys have a chance, I would definitely check it out, especially since lo fi hip hop is super popular right now. Um,
0: well, it's cool, like how much. Um not only that show, but just adult swim in general did
1: for music. For
0: music. Yeah. And the bumpers with Jay Dilla, that shit's iconic. Jay
1: Dilla, MF Doom. He dated a lot for them. Um but I heard lot. something
0: about like MF Doom kinda got fucked over by Adult Swim at the end.
1: He did, and it was like last year. But yeah, it really wasn't long that long run. ago. Yeah. <laughs> that a long run. <laughs> yeah, I, he He and he's also it's also Doom. Like he can go do whatever he want to do. That is true. He can go get paid to do a show. He's not even at. <laughs> that's the ultimate ghost twindle. rapping the show <laughs> the and he I wasn't been, even there and I've been to a doom concert and he was not there and I was still ec- ecstatic about being there <laughs> that's the sad part right that's
0: crazy <laughs> um no it, obviously there's that theme of you know hip-hop is something that's very important to you
1: and yeah, so it it's is. uh
0: you know it it's one of those things that I bring up in every show that I do because those are the two things I think that really shape like our us from childhood mm-hmm. the things that we watch and the things that we hear mm-hmm. and that's so um, yeah mm-hmm. and so you know it really it really shows like in your personality when you grow up like the things that you're influenced of growing up mm-hmm. and so some of the things you said you're a fan of uh Nelly Furtado you know there's there's so many well, different
1: Ask me who I would um who I listen to then that that's what I'm saying yeah. like you kind of was her first album was incredible I don't, and then she kind of. I think she dabbled too much because <laughs> she got with Timbaland, and that was okay because Timbaland definitely knows how to uh, make.
0: Timbaland man, he gets me every time. I'm sorry, Timbaland just gets me just because, like, you know, it's his song because all your
1: Yep, he does have a sound, <laughs> but you know, I talked to, when I was talking to Ninth last night. He was telling me the difference between a good producer and a bad producer with one is one that's not afraid to sound different. Um it's literally like branding for a production. So a lot of people branding listen to radio. Branding for the ear. Yeah, a lot of people listen to radio, and you could tell a DJ Mustard beat from anybody else's. You know what I'm saying? Because he has a, <laughs> he just has a sound. But everybody wants to sound like DJ Mustard, so that makes him elite because they want to sound like him, not that the fact that he sounds like that's somebody true. else. So I think
0: yes. I think Dre is someone that's very much emulated too. Yeah, and he hears songs like. um I didn't know until recently. I was talking to someone about Mary J. Blige.
1: I can tell you a secret about Dre, though. Oh yeah, go ahead. He, um, there's an article that just came out recently that he didn't produce. He actually had a ghost producer. Yeah. And if anybody wants to learn about learn about music in Oklahoma, hit me up. I have a story about that. I've been what? trying to get out. A lot of people haven't been paying you gotta, you gotta,
0: hit up uh, Daniel Bo Kemper. I don't know
1: if you, <laughs> I don't know if you want me to talk about it right now. It might be no. Go ahead. Okay. So breaking um,
0: news on Tune Students Podcast.
1: <laughs> Daz Dillinger. He's actually from Tulsa, and um, a lot of the references and a lot of Dr. Dre's early work comes from the Gap Band. It's not a coincidence hmm. that Daz Dillinger left Tulsa to go be with Snoop, who was his cousin. Um, and Dre when they first were starting Whoa. out And he showed them Gap Band music So if you listen to a lot of Dre songs um, They all have A lot of them have Gap Band Old Dre songs and old Snoop songs Have Gap Band samples It's not a coincidence
0: Damn But he they don't like give him his due or anything?
1: I'm sure he they, he got paid. Dads got paid. Um, but they don't...
0: I mean, that's not a known thing. I didn't know that. So it's yeah, obviously not it, like it's a well-known thing. No,
1: I spent a lot of time in Tulsa, so they tell me... They tell me... Like, every time I go, I kind of just listen. Uh, Tulsa is enriched with tons of stories that a lot of people don't know about and I'm still learning about. So um, they have a huge... They have a rich... Um, music scene especially hip-hop scene and they all know where their music comes from that's why if you go to tulsa you listen to hip-hop music from tulsa it sounds like it's from la but it's actually because la sounds like they're from tulsa
0: damn that's crazy
1: yeah all
0: right we gotta gotta spread this shit out i'm trying get it to daniel (laughs) Kemper for sure
1: that's our literature today (laughs) (laughs) we'll get that shit out i'm trying i got you das
0: um well, the example that I was going to say, now that you shit all over Dre. Um, no, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I love kidding. Dre.
1: I just want people to know where the music comes from.
0: Yeah. Um. It was um. Uh, he produced a Mary J. Blige song, um, "Family Affair," uh-huh. and that sounds like that's quintessential Dre. Like that could have been on one of his albums. That
1: beat. He probably used the same drums on like a hundred different <laughs> songs.
0: The uh, strings, you know, <laughs> that's all in there. Yeah,
1: he does love violins and shit in his <laughs> in his production for sure. <laughs> I never, hmm,
0: I never, I never knew that. that that song was hit. Was he? Well, he, maybe he didn't produce. I don't know.
1: I know. I don't <laughs> know what song that actually dazes. Yeah, which ones you're are like, what Dre's, the fuck is the truth? There now? definitely the article out right now. Um, I would definitely Google it about um, yeah Dre having ghost producers.
0: That's crazy.
1: Everybody needs to finesse their life like Dr. Dre. (laughs) Like, God damn. I'm
0: well known as a producer. I don't even make beats.
1: He don't even rap.
0: (laughs) He needs to go back to the world-class Rick and Crew days and just like bring the frilly shirts back. Everybody
1: in the world writing for him. He on top. Must be nice.
0: (laughs) Must be nice.
1: Uh.
0: No, one of the ones you mentioned, um, N.E.R.D. Oh my! god. I'm such a fan of Pharrell. Oh my god! And it's crazy to see his progression too. I will
1: say that they have declined.
0: <laughs> uh, in yeah. The
1: last couple albums, I feel like there are so many artists that are out that love N.E.R.D. that have um, created what would be considered new sounds um, f- from them being there. You know them looking being up influenced to N.E.R.D. By N-E-R-D. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Tyler Creator mm-hmm. And like There's young people I think like
0: Brockhampton Probably
1: Hampton. There's people in LA This guy named Duckworth I am not He sounds just like NERD Like huh. if NERD Just kept on pumping Being the voice Of the young people man <laughs> Well Pharrell hasn't aged <laughs> Yeah He's definitely Drinking unicorn blood I was like What the <laughs> hell
0: yeah, I watched the. Uh, do you ever watch Nardwar interviews? I definitely love Nardwar. I love them. I watched the Nardwar interview from like it's obviously from years ago, yeah. and I'm like, this
1: fucking Pharrell looks exactly the same. Nardwar is the best. The best Nardwar interview ever is the currency one, though. You oh, have really? To watch them. Oh my god,
0: I like the. Um, what was the? I like the.
1: Uh, uh,
0: oh shit! Which one was that? I've seen like a ton of them, and I'm trying to think of the ones. That i really like the ones with the rappers are always hilarious They're just because like the they best. freak out asap mob was a good one
1: yeah. he always brings rolling papers He's yeah from some yeah from cheech something. and chong yeah yeah uh, rest in
0: peace yams <laughs> by the way um man what was the one that i saw um oh waka flock of flame hey, waka's
1: nuts his was
0: hilarious his interview was too funny
1: i have I they put a brick one, but... squad
0: necklace on him just because like <laughs> he was just like, just dropping crazy, like, knowledge on him. was like, dang. I
1: love Narwar. He's, he's great. He's the best. Yeah. That's
0: so crazy. So many people don't know who that guy is. Oh, no.
1: Narwar is a freaking genius. And the fact that he goes by the human serviette, which translates to human toilet paper, is nuts.
0: <laughs> well, it's so cool. And, like, I watched a TED Talk with him. He just said, he huh. the way he gets his uh, info is, like, just ask. He, like, asks people close to the artist. Hey,
1: uh-huh. And that's how he,
0: like, he, when he interviewed Kendrick, he was like, Dropping like the neighborhood, uh, like a stores, like thrift, uh, like a, like gas stations and stuff, uh. like that you would not know unless you lived in Compton. Mm. Like you wouldn't know that shit. And um, but that's just like that's the best part of his interviews. Whenever he says stuff, they're like, "Oh, your third have grade you teacher know. was th- yeah. like what?" Have the have the you fuck?
1: know I used to go get the Cool Ranch Doritos and get yeah. to the corner corner store and have him put chili and cheese on top with exactly. Yeah, he would know.
0: That's man, that's some Southside shit right there. That's some. I'm
1: from the East Side. Or, yeah, I used to do I was, that. well,
0: it made me think of uh, yeah, used, ISA, like indoor soccer. You pick out a
1: bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter which one you wanted, and they put in a bowl for you, and put chili and cheese on top, and get... it'd be like that was dollar fifty plus the bag of
0: chips. That was uh, ISA, like Reno McCormick. <laughs> like I used to play soccer <laughs> there. All these ratchet ass like Mexican kids. <laughs> We'd all like go get, and like they would always get the hot Cheetos with like the cheese, the cheese like that processed jalapenos. ass cheese. Yeah, it'd be
1: hella orange. <laughs> it's not Velveeta, but it's not. It might be watered down, but we don't know. Type of thing. Like and that then, is
0: so fucking ratchet. And they put ratchet. jalapenos on top.
1: Like ulcers don't exist, and you know, heartburn doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> but they did that at Southeast too, because I went to Southeast for two years. Really? When I lived at Nice, yeah. Because uh, I, well, I lived down here for a long time, and then we moved to Edmonton. When I was uh, a junior. Okay. And so that was kind of crazy. But no, that's so funny. That's crazy you say that. Cause that's, it must just be like a, I don't know. It what is be,
1: that? I don't know. Latchkey corner store kids. Latch I don't key. know. I used to, my I remember I used to get in trouble at school and my teachers used to be like, I'm going to tell your mom, I'm going to call her. I'd be like, can you tell her we out of bread? Cause she, <laughs> she works all the time. I don't see her. So my, uh, <laughs> you get a hold of her, let her know. I tried to text her.
0: Man, we, um. When I was uh, growing up, we didn't have a car or anything. Uh-huh. And so we used to take the city bus. Uh-huh. Metro, shout out to Metro Transit. And um, she, my mom used to take me to school like on the bus. And uh, one time I got in trouble at school and they called my mom. She had to come up there. And I was like, man, I'm about to get my ass kicked. <laughs> like, it wasn't like she just got in the car and, like, she had to, like, get on a bus. She was fuming mad the whole time, oh like, had to God. take one bus and then transfer. And oh then, oh my God. I'm like, she is going to beat my ass when she gets here.
1: <laughs> no, I usually live pretty close. and My parents had, a, we had one little hoopty if we had something. <laughs> but I was like, my mom is working all the time. you going to call her for what? She's going to be mad you called her.
0: She's oh, busy. I, I'm <laughs> still scared. My mom is like four foot two.
1: Oh my god!
0: But she would beat my ass. Like my she's mom crazy. Just like me. So. <laughs> Same height
1: and everything. Dang.
0: <laughs> um, man, the Tony 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 kills me. I'm glad we talked I about that. I love
1: Tony Tony Tony. I think Raphael Sadiq is a genius with untapped resources inside of his body. That's how <laughs> much I love him.
0: Um, I think we can't. No matter what else we talk about, we can't not talk about Kanye while you're here. Oh, my God. Because I want to hear what you uh, think about what's going on with Kanye right now.
1: Oh, my God. So, I I have a couple of theories with Kanye. It's good. You ready to get your mind blown? Yeah.
0: Well, I, let me, real quick, let me shout out to Avery for saying that. Uh, he one of the things he said whenever he was on his episode was, "We as a as a people are lost because Kanye is lost." That's,
1: he got that from me.
0: That's crazy. I wondered if he got it from me. He, yeah, that gets so me. I was like, so "Damn!"
1: So Kanye is a version of the state of America. We're in a meltdown politically, socially. Like we we're in the shithole for real, and he's in a, he's having a problem, <laughs> but also. Saw a post that made me think Um, Well okay so Actually I watched a video Of him saying Bush doesn't care about black people I watched that video again And I looked at him in the eyes like, And I'm like oh he has the same eyes He's been the same person Like For us to sit here and think he's not, he's no, he's the same person he was back then.
0: Mike Myers just looks at him.
1: Yeah, and then and then they like transfer to like Chris Tucker, and Chris Tucker's like the fuck. (laughs) So um, there was a there's an idea: is Kanye evolving or is he devolving?
0: Oh, damn,
1: I don't know. It makes you think. Yeah, like he literally posted a picture that said. Does it look like I'm in a sunken place? It looked like he was in a psych war, which is kind of below the sunken place. <laughs> I, I, saw, like, yeah, um,
0: I saw... I uh, saw... Oh, my God. So it looked I just like blanked. you're in a very
1: nice house with padded rooms.
0: Like, I just blanked on the director of Get Out.
1: Oh, um um... Anyways, yes, uh, we know who you're talking about. He quote about.
0: tweeted and said, yeah, uh, he's, he's working on Get Out too." that yeah. should cracked me up. But I
1: was just like, does, I, does it look like I'm in a sunken place? Absolutely. It, where's your children?
0: Peel, right? Jordan Peel. Yes.
1: He has three kids. Why did he take a picture of an all-white room, all-white hallway? That's yes, cryptic. You do look like you're in a sunken place, actually. Yes. So, But it's all to sell an album that I hope he doesn't talk about bleached assholes in. Because I can't take that again. Holy I remember smokes. when that album
0: came out and it was just like, "What?"
1: I didn't I missed the old the, Kanye. The whole I wasn't mad at the song personally. It's just the fact that it came right after Father I stretched my hands. Like literally, "Father I stretched my hands, Lord I humble myself." Her asshole bleach making on my shirt. Like, what kind of <laughs> What exactly is going on, Kanye? Are you talking he to me He plays Jesus, both sides. Or are we, are we shaving booty holes? I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm so confused.
0: He's just taking care of It's just grooming is important to him.
1: It's, it's what, he's well-rounded.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> you are
1: what you eat, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you nasty, boy. So, do you think he's evolving or devolving? I Man, I don't know. He might be. He might be a, a whole anime character right now, and he might be going Super Saiyan, and we may not just be <laughs> going Super Saiyan. That's true. He's uh, creating he, the Spirit Bomb right he now. He might on us. be, or he might be like a Pokemon. It might be like levels.
0: <laughs> he's about to evolve then. <laughs>
1: um, I I
0: I kind of. You know, I do like talking about like artists that are like in the city, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I really like using the word like local artists because- They're
1: just from here. Yeah. But artists that right happen stage. to be
0: from here. But one of the ones you mentioned, Lucas, Lucius Coldstone. I
1: know. Crazy name, right?
0: He was my neighbor. Really? I lived next door to him in Edmonton. He's Edmund. a great guy.
1: He's been working really hard. He's really Chris, humble. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's really humble and he's been working really hard. He makes a lot of music um and produces a lot. Yeah.
0: Day one music.
1: And it's all kid friendly, but you wouldn't know, you know, he doesn't um, skimp on content and I'm happy. I don't know. He just makes me excited. Every time I see him, he's hopeful. He wants to learn things. He wants to do things. Um, I'm trying to put him on a couple of shows, The show I have coming up in Tulsa. Um, he's going to meet my Tulsa family. So nice. He
0: uh, was just here at the tower, and they, I saw him. He walked in, and yeah, uh, I was working Mickey on Pax. something. Yeah, on yeah. Monday, mm-hmm. and he was here. I, I was here, and he actually saw me as he was walking. He's like, "What's up, man?" I was like, "Dude, what's up?" Because he literally, like, I lived in Edmond on like 15th and Boulevard there in Edmond, in these shitty ass apartments, but. He was literally my next door neighbor. Yeah. And he like heard me playing guitar one night or something. I thought I was like getting on his nerves or something. But he's like, hey man, we need to to get in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, we got to get in the studio. I was like, all right. (laughs) But then it was like about that time he was, uh, they were having a baby and he moved out to a bigger apartment, like a different complex.
1: Uh, Another guy on that list. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Steph Simon. He's from Tulsa. Yeah. He has an album coming out. um, End of May. Called Born on Black Wall Street, which we'll talk a little talk a lot more about what I was telling you about Tulsa Sound and how I was kind of turned to L.A. Sound. Huh. <laughs> Shout out to Charlie Wilson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Black Wall Street makes you think of uh, the game.
1: Really? Yeah. The game. Wow. Wasn't
0: that? Didn't he? Wasn't he like in, involved with something like the Black no, Wall Street? No, he had
1: a group called Black Wall Street. But I just think it's interesting that it makes you think of the game. Well, but, just that
0: that word like that that phrase makes me think that the
1: anniversary of of Black Wall Street and the Tulsa Race riots is coming up so yeah it's like 3 years away that's crazy man nuts but yeah if you ever want to learn anything about Tulsa um it should be all in that album with suggest awesome. people to listen to it i think i'll post it on my site too as well um yeah
0: and Earl Hazard was another one, but he goes by. Does he go by something
1: he else? He goes by Mister Burns. That's right. He actually, yeah. Um, he has an album coming out in May, middle of May, called the Bishop Tape, based off of the movie Juice. Oh shit! So okay, yeah, May nineteenth, I believe. was in that? Out.
0: Omar Epps was in that one, right?
1: Yeah, and Tupac and Pac. <laughs> Woo!
0: Man, that movie's crazy. That
1: movie's nuts.
0: Did he? We didn't. That wasn't on the February list, was it?
1: No, it wasn't.
0: It was no, it was, I was um, being a
1: little kid and I remember that speech Tupac gave after Odoo put that put the forty in the eggs. And he was they was in the house. My dad was like, This is the part. I never forget it. I was like, This is the part when Tupac went crazy. This part right here. <laughs> he lost it. I was like, so every time I watch it, I always watch for that part. It's golden. It's golden to me.
0: Uh I was i I was thinking of um Menace to Society was the other one, but yeah. I didn't get to catch that one. I was here for Boys in the Hood, and I want to say I watched another one. I watched
1: Poetic Justice. I was here for that. And I was here for Coming to America. <laughs> That's a classic. That I is mean, a I classic. I will always be here for Coming to America. They wouldn't play that once a week. I'll be here.
0: I saw a McDonald's converted. Into a to, McDowells. Yeah, did you see that?
1: In, it's in Harlem, yeah. That
0: was crazy. That was so funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, shout out to like these local guys for sure. H- Huckwheat was another one.
1: Huck Wheat, he's in the group called um, Sativa Profits. Um, he just put out an album called "Me and My Garage." It sounds like um, it sounds like Childish Gambino. He's hmm. singing a lot on it. It should be on the playlist um, that you have coming up. Um, he's singing a lot on it. He's rapping a lot on it. He's um, vulnerable on it. He has a really Take good some singing risks, huh? voice. Yeah, he is. He got, in that, That's cool. he got in that fucking garage and turned it up. So That's cool. Yeah.
0: Got enough of the other like shit going on that it's cool to hear someone doing something different.
1: Yeah. It, when I saw him perform, I was like, okay, he better be glad he's taken. Because I can see Mad <laughs> Girl throwing draws on the stage. Can't be trying to swoon chicks on stage, all them dreads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and get yagged. Uh, and then Raw Elements was the last one he had.
1: Raw Elements. He's from Dallas. Um He I just love him He's precious He makes really good music He writes really well I don't think I've ever heard Artists That pay attention to The writing And the style of writing Um Like the last album He put out I had to send him a message I was like You wrote the hell Out of these hooks (laughs) He wrote the hell Out of them hooks Like He paid attention To everything It wasn't just like Oh I made a song Let's do a hook Let's just say this He
0: he it was cared, intentional yeah
1: every, he cared about everything on that yeah. album so he has another he has an album coming out very soon um i i'll be posting it on the site as well
0: nice cool well yeah gotta get gotta get some of these people on the come up like some love you know give them a shout out
1: yeah <laughs> producers hip-hop producers and producers you want to have somebody talk about anime rounds and rounds <laughs> hip-hop producers <laughs>
0: That's funny. Well, it's just so cool to see like so much going on, like in the music scene, uh-huh. like in our there's city. A lot of and so that that that's don't really know cool that
1: the hip hop scene exists yeah. and it's so big and that is so um, versatile. And there's so many people that different genres and different scenes, but we all kind of know each other. I feel all, like
0: everyone's really like open to work with people too.
1: Yeah, they're definitely down to collaborate. Everybody's trying mm. to see where they fit in still, but the hip hop scene here is it's consistent. And um, we're we're family, so if anybody wants to come hang out and learn, there's lots of stories. These rappers have backgrounds that nobody's talking about that I'm trying to get out of them, learn about their story and how to help them promote themselves.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Well, that's kind of, yeah, you get into kind of what I was going to ask is like what. What's like so different about the scene? You think like Oklahoma City? What kind of endears the city to you? And it sounds like it's some of those things, like the collaboration and like the yeah,
1: and the fact that I live here. I love Tulsa to death because of their history and um, the fact that they're building a lot of stuff from the ground up. Um, but it's just home, you know. Something about being at peace and not having to worry about a whole lot. I've already done so much in the city that I could just I could do a lot, a lot of things really easily because i've been here for a while so
0: that is the nice thing is whenever you start doing things yeah. people start to recognize you and know you and then they want to like help you succeed exactly
1: everybody wants to lift you up now that like you that, put in some work yeah it's yeah. like the
0: community mindset they want it's it, when you see someone that's doing good like you just naturally want them to win so you're like Ex- let me do absolutely. everything i can
1: and i have like a band of like women that like to help me so kudos to everybody that michelle um uh, michelle and kayla and grace and they all help me if Damn. I need something. So, Natalia.
0: Shout out to Futurist Female.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> hey, well, I really appreciate you coming out and like, you know, geeking out to Boondocks and talking about Tony, Tony, Tony and yeah. all this stuff. Why don't you uh, tell people where they can find you, like your projects okay. and anything you got coming up?
1: Um, you can find me on any social media site, basically under Desk God Steez. It'd be D-E-Z-Z-G-O-T-S-T-E-E-Z-E. And I have a website called Um, It promotes hip-hop artists in Oklahoma, surrounding areas. I'm currently working on World Culture Music Festival, which is at the end of May, first week of June, last week of May. Um, it's in Tulsa. It's the only hip-hop festival here in Oklahoma um, as a state. Um, what else do I have coming up? Have the uh, *Diz and Death* show put on a sound pony at Tulsa, June nineteenth. Have the *Pajama Jammy Jam*. It'll be our second one. Um, the *Pajama Jammy Jam* is a concert and art show. It'll be put on at Speakeasy. Um, we're trying to do it during Tax Free Weekend. Oh, the that's Oklahoma smart. Tax Commission has not declared what Tax Free Weekend is yet, uh, so we so might that's just pick tough. a date. <laughs> yeah. Also, have a content and. Um, social media voice class coming up um, for people that want to learn how to get the most out of their content and um, their voice on the internet coming up. I think we're going to do it with Michelle Bowie. I don't have a whole lot of information on that yet, but it should be at the end of May. If you check out my site, I'll nice. definitely post it. Um, and we'll
0: be sure to share it on like the page and everything too. Yeah. Shout out um, to Michelle too. Norman Music Fest. And I also have a strong. podcast
1: <laughs> called The Rap where we talk about, music music business local stuff um and it's spelled t-h-a-r-a-p we're on google play right now you can always go to and net, and we're also on spreaker if you just want to go to the source um i think that's all i have coming up for sure that's
0: it just all (laughs) those
1: things (laughs) a hundred things i know i'm working on a million things right now that's funny check just keep (laughs) checking out the site because i feel like
0: you're like always updating
1: Things change every single day. <laughs> I have some. I have some videos coming out soon about um, my inspirations in music biz and things like that. So if you check out my socials, you'll see that.
0: Definitely. Hey, and you got good at spelling that God Steez. I still. I still struggle with tunes. tunes. And I have a lisp, so I that's feel crazy. Some type of way,
1: but it's a lot of Zs. There's God Steez at <laughs> an E on the end.
0: That's funny. You type
1: in Desgostes and Google, everything hey, you will pop can find up it that yeah.
0: I've done. <laughs> well, as always, guys, you could follow us on social media, Tunes Tunes Podcasts, that's T U N E S slash T O O N S. You can <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> Quit looking at me. You got this. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then uh, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find us there. So, thanks again, Des.
1: Thank you.